What's up, everybody? This is Eve with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. For those of you who don't know, I'm a physical therapist, and this podcast is dedicated to giving you the right health and fitness information that is both practical, actionable, and evidence-based. This is season two of the podcast, and we are so excited. We're going to have a little less interviewing. We're going to do some more topic-based discussions with myself and some of the made-to-move physical therapy and performance team. Maybe have some guest hosts out there. We are so excited for season two. Thank you so much for joining us and supporting us. If you have any questions for me or the crew, just search Healthy Charleston on Instagram or you can reach out to us directly at made to move pt.com that is the number two thanks so much see you soon what's up everybody today we had a blast adam from i got legs this guy very modest uh, but he's gotten a ton of media and social media exposure both on a national and international level. He's a full spinal cord injury and did the Charleston Marathon. He will hopefully, by the time you listen to this podcast, have an actual Guinness Book World Record for completing that marathon. So he's got a really cool story, really amazing mission. Can't wait for you to listen. What's up, everybody? Got Adam here. This is going to be a pretty exciting podcast. I have a lot of personal questions that I can't wait to get into and kind of get into your story. Um, but yeah, man, welcome. How's it going? Man, it's, it's a pleasure being here, man. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm pumped. You've been, like I said, when you walked in, you've kind of been everywhere around town. I it's have. like, were you always around like everywhere? Or just because now that I happen uh, to kind of follow your story more, is that just kind of um, a new thing where you're kind of out in the no, press I've, more, so to speak? Uh, well, I guess the uh, the past four years, I mean, I've been doing this this uh, this exoskeleton walking thing for roughly, yeah, about four years now. So, okay. uh, yeah, I'm kind of used to, I mean, look, it, it's, it's so unique. Uh, I guess I have a good story. Uh, that's, and I'm doing something that not many, that not many other people are doing. So, uh, naturally it kind of draws a lot of attention. So, yeah. Well, uh, can you kind of start from the beginning, I guess it'd be easy. Yeah. Like tell us whole story and then how you yeah, end up yeah. with, I got legs and, you know, start, yeah, yeah. How far we can go back? I mean, you know, yeah. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm uh, Adam Gorlitsky. Uh I'm from Charleston. Uh, I wasn't born here, but pretty much been here my entire life. Uh, grew up playing basketball, ran track, cross country in high school. When I was uh, 19 years old, though, sophomore, uh, going into my spring semester, my sophomore sophomore year of college, I was driving back home from college, uh, and I fell asleep at the wheel my car while I was driving back. Uh, as a result, I was in a car accident, uh, broke my back, spinal cord injury. Doctors were telling me I'd be paralyzed for the rest of my life. Uh, then four, yeah, about four and a half, uh, yeah, about four and a half years ago, I was introduced to a rewalk robotic exoskeleton at Roper St. Francis Hospital downtown. Uh, and this rewalk exoskeleton would allow me to stand up and walk again. Uh, so I'm current, so you know, became the first paralyzed man to walk the Cooper uh, River Bridge Run in 2016. And uh, for the past four years or so, uh, I've been walking one million steps within road races throughout the country. 
uh, and I just uh, completed the the uh, the Charleston Marathon this this past January, uh, and I broke the Guinness World Record for exoskeleton marathon walking. Um, so what yeah. was the record before, and then what was yours? I'm sure because yeah. I mean I was watching the story and I was just like, man, I mean because it was a I can only imagine people like, oh, it's going to take six hours, it's going to take whatever, right? So yeah, tell no, us it's more uh, uh, I walk uh, significantly slower than your average able-bodied walker. Uh, so the, the previous record was 36 hours and 46 minutes. Uh, that was set by this guy named Simon Kinley Sides of uh, England. Uh, so I, I, I walked the entire Charleston Marathon in 33 hours and 16 minutes. So uh, Crushed the record. Crushed I mean, it. That, that's crushed a lot it. of hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, a lot I mean, of hours by, total, but also a lot of hours yeah. smaller. You know, it is, yeah. Quicker, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I didn't sleep one, one bit. You know, I, you, know, we, you know, we can talk more about the actual marathon, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, uh, I, I, I beat the record in about three and a half hours. So, um, hopefully, by the by the time this podcast airs, I'll officially be approved by Guinness and all that. And, okay. Yeah. So, because so, it, it's a whole process, like it takes forever to oh, get. Oh, I can only imagine. Approved. Yeah, gotta be official, right? Yeah. So, I mean, spinal cord injury, right? Recovery process. How how was the recovery process, and then what you know? I would say what inspired you to kind of tackle because that's a big challenge for anybody. It's not like everybody who has spinal cord injury is like, cool, I'm going to go attack this whole entire yeah. thing and I'm going to go all in on it. I'm going to do marathons. I'm going to walk a million steps. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so with, with the recovery process, uh, so I was, uh, so I, I guess it all starts with, you know, my accident. Uh, fell asleep at the wheel. Uh, I was thrown, you know, I, I, I broke my back. I, I was conscious through my entire accident. Um, airlifted. Uh, helicopter. Um, I, I, my my car accident occurred right around Somerville, mm-hmm. like right outside of Somerville on I twenty six. So I was, I was airlifted to MUSC, uh, put into a drug induced coma. Uh, they did spinal fusion on my back. So I, I spent about three weeks, probably two and a half, three weeks at MUSC. Then was airlifted to the Shepherd Center uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, so it was about about eight or nine weeks of of, of spinal cord injury rehab there. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I don't really do like I, I didn't really I didn't go to rehab after like or, or physical therapy um, after that. Um, you know, I, I just I just decided to do all the physical therapy stuff. I, I like a gym. Sure, um, love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, it just yeah. After that, I, I, so like the real recovery process for me was within those twelve weeks post accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was, you know, me, me just trying to get back to, you know, life, life as uh, normal as possible. So go to the gym. Uh, I, I always stayed in somewhat good shape. Um, although I I, uh, I I look at pictures and videos of myself four and a half years ago. And yeah. there's, 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 you know, there's, there's quite a big difference between how I look then uh, as, as opposed to how I look now. Yeah. I, I look fitter now and leaner and all that. Well, but... Um, a lot of energy, I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I uh, I go down for my annual checkup. Uh, uh, Roper St. Francis they have a spinal cord injury clinic. Mm-hmm. So I go down for my annual checkup like once once every year. And uh, so yeah, the summer of uh, July of 2015, I went down for that checkup, and they said, hey, we, we have this exoskeleton program. You know, we, we you know that that's just kind of s- sitting there. You know, this this uh, exoskeleton. Do you want to try it out? I said, yeah. You know, I, I used to run track across country back in high school, so. Uh, the moment that, that that you know that I saw it, I was like, "Oh man, I just could, I just kind of uh, envisioned myself doing the bridge and all that." Um, and then a month later, I went back down, 
stood up for the first time and you know at, at that point about 10 years and I said man I have to do the 2016 bridge run um, and the rest is kind of history but I, I, I think it all stems back from my track track and cross-country days though yeah gotcha yeah. yeah and then so you get there like what made what what's the driving force I guess you know what I mean because you'll do it and that's like now I want to do a million steps like there's got to be something that says I want. I mean, most people don't want to do a marathon, right, without a spinal cord injury, right? Yeah. So yeah. What's the driving force behind that? Well, uh, I started doing. Uh, you know, my uh, my very first race was was, was the Bridge Run, which is 10k. So that you know that took about six. I mean, that was uh, almost seven hours of walking right there. Um. So I, I think it's just tr trying to challenge myself you know, after that. And I said, all right, I, I think now I need to do, you know, I, I, uh, I did a bunch of 5Ks after that, um, mostly 5Ks after that. And um, yeah, I think it's just about, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, at my heart, uh, I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm a core, I'm in uh, a very competitive athlete. Sure. It's just like that next challenge, right? So yeah, like yeah. Just continue to be able to push yourself, just like yeah. you would in a, another sport, basically. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I find when I push my, like, challenge myself to another goal physically, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, 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 it kind of inspires me in, in um, you know, many other ways. So. Yeah. So walk us through the the Charleston Marathon a little bit, because that's obviously a very recent thing. Got a lot of really cool press. Was yeah. it like Ashton Kutcher or something that like posted? Uh, I feel like or. Oh I mean, yeah. Like I guess his, I was kind his, of trying to follow it. I'm not on social media. Yeah, yeah, time. yeah. His uh, uh, what what you're referring to is his production company. He has a production company, like like a news media company, uh, and they did a story about me. And then he put share that on his uh, Facebook page. Okay. Uh, so I, I haven't met Ashton Kutcher. Um, I mean, I, I would I'd absolutely love to. <laughs> right. Uh, we'll get we, you know we we'll get get him in town. Yeah. Um, Make it happen. No. Uh, so the marathon. Uh, this is my second marathon attempt, actually. Okay. Uh, my first marathon attempt um, came at last year's the 2019 uh, Los Angeles marathon. I was only able to make it 17.2 miles. Have you ever been, been out to Los Angeles? Mm -mm. Dude, it's, it's like so many hills. It's like picture the, the Arthur Ravenel Jr. Bridge. Yeah. Like, like that first hill, like going toward from Mount Pleasant over into downtown. Like picture that hill, but like two or three times steeper. Yeah. And that's like pretty much the first 13 miles of the Los Angeles Marathon. Oh, gosh. It's like that steep. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, that just wore a, you out real fast. It was a beat down, man. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, now, I uh, so I was only able to, only able to complete seventeen point two miles total, um, but I definitely learned a lot from that race. So my my uh, second attempt at the record, uh, and I guess the, the the marathon in general was yeah the twenty twenty Charleston Marathon this past January. And, uh, a little bit flatter in Charleston. A lot flatter. Yeah. Were well, there any hills in that marathon? You know what? The 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 second half of the of the marathon of the course is actually pretty hilly. Yeah. But it's real gradual. It's uh, nothing like Los Angeles. But I mean, it, it is kind of like 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 you know the whole the, the you know last twenty yeah I mean it gets pretty hilly like get some stuff yeah like you know with, within uh, North Charleston is that lot. more challenging in the exoskeleton itself as far yeah. as the mechanics of it I'm not yeah really yeah familiar. no I'd it, love um, to come check it out at some point but yeah go, I mean go, I mean so, so the one thing about Charleston is that you know with with the Charleston Marathon so I I started thirty about thirty so I started Thursday night uh, the marathon starts technically on Saturday so I had to start Thursday night at ten thirty p.m. Um, 
So I started about 30 some hours before everybody else. Um, yeah, and just walked. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't sleep once. Um, I remember seeing those nights. I was like, oh man, he's just going to yeah. go through that. I was like, okay. It was yeah. pretty brutal, man. It was, it was, it was pretty brutal. And uh, so, uh, yeah, like the first eight miles are, are, or first 10 miles are pretty flat. And then right around mile 10 is kind of when, when the hills start. But the hills are real gradual. Um, so to answer your question before is uh, what, what happens with the exoskeleton when you go up hills, it, it starts putting a lot more stress on the exoskeleton. Um, so the, the battery starts to uh, deplete a lot, fl- uh, uh, a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Um, you, don't, you don't walk as fast. Um, so the exoskeleton goes between one mile per hour to 1.2 miles per hour. Um, so when you start going up a hill, uh, especially you know, within North Charleston, uh, you start going a lot slower. Um, so that's like the, 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 the big part of walking uphill. What's the, um, sorry to interrupt, what was yeah. the, the driving, like, you know, this is more me geeking out from PT standpoint, but like, what's the, what are you using to propel it? Like, what drives it forward? Is it yeah. like arm movement? Is it like, yeah. you know, like, how are you initiating yeah, the first yeah. step and like, what's absorbing yeah. shock? Like, can you run us through that? Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, so I described this exoskeleton like the lower half of a Terminator suit. Uh, I transfer out of my wheelchair uh, into the exoskeleton, which is usually sitting in like in like a normal chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I transfer into the exoskeleton, I, I, uh, I strap in. I wear a watch in my right hand wrist. That's like the brain slash remote control of the exoskeleton. It's got three settings on this watch. Um, sit, stand, and walk. So when I strap in, I, hit, I put it into stand mode, stands me up. When I put it into walk mode, I have two arm crutches. Um, so I, I tap forward with each arm crutch, you know, like, like a three or four inches. Um, and then I, so when I tap forward with each arm crutch, I kind of move my hips and abs side to side. And then there's a sensor in each hip of the exoskeleton itself that senses. So you're kind of using your trunk to shift weight one way. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe pushing off with one tr- crutch uh, as well. Or probably like... a little bit. Okay. So it's, it's, you know, I, I tap forward with, with each arm crutch. Kind of move. I mean, it's it's not a big movement to my, you know to my right or left, but it's mm-hmm. it's uh, enough of a shift. So the the sensor in the exoskeleton of the hip uh, picks up the movement in my abs and hips, uh, which then kicks in a motor. So my abs and hips initiate the exoskeleton movement. So you do have so like where's the again maybe going too deep, but like where's the level of the spinal cord injury? Uh, so my mine's uh, T nine, so belly button down. Okay, and it's. Complete? Yeah, yeah, complete okay. injury, yeah. Complete so injury. So pretty okay. much severed. Okay, so you have some abdominal, some like... Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Scapular stuff. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, uh, so what, yeah, so I, so it's like my abs and hips initiate the movement and then the exoskeleton itself physically moves my leg for me. So it's a, this crazy um, uh, core workout. Abdominal muscles are just on fire afterward or, yeah. or and, 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 you know, during it. But, um, but what, you know, so, so what happens though is uh, when, when, the, when I start... Over uh, very long periods of time walking, uh, I start putting a lot of force through my hand. You know, my, my posture starts breaking down, so I start putting a lot of force through my hands th- and wrists through, through the arm crutches. Mm-hmm. And and that you know, as, as soon as, as soon as that happens, it's, it's kind of all downhill from there. You know, in terms of like my just, you know, every muscle in my upper body is on fire. Yeah, your deltoids can only take so much, right? Yeah, like your yeah. hips like can recover. They can, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, but. Yeah, and just like arms, yeah, and and you know, and 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 like the the main part is my wrists. I mean, my wrists are just, I mean, kill me during like a long race. So yeah, yeah, they start swelling up. But uh, yeah, man, it was uh, you know, so you know, with the marathon, thirty three hours, sixteen minutes, 
it was uh, it was intense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't sleep once. What's the What's the next thing? Is there a next thing after this? Like you said, next oh. challenge, or just like I'm cool um, to just kind of hang out for a little while, <laughs> you know, enjoy um, it. I mean, next challenge. Oh man, I mean, it's probably another marathon. I, I want to do at least one or two more 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 marathons. Okay, in a different kind of place. Are you going to check what kind of hills are there? Like yeah. Um, so I, you know, with with like the the the, the Los Angeles marathon. You know, when, when, when it's that hilly, I, I, I can do the whole marathon. I just can't attempt to break a record. Got it. You know, Got it. Yeah, um, that makes sense. So it's, uh, you know, I want to do, you know, at least one or two two more marathons in this exoskeleton. Don't go to Cincinnati. I did that one. It's yeah, very hilly. Very hilly. Time. The whole time it's hilly. Not these like dramatic yeah. hills, but it's just consistent. Cincinnati. Really. Yeah. The Flying Pigs one, which I just thought was. The like, Flying Pigs Marathon? The Flying Pigs Marathon. I don't it? know if it's still called that. It was back when I was in PT school. But what, why is it called the Flying Pigs Marathon? I'm guessing it's because, like, you know, I'll run a marathon when, you know, when pigs uh, fly. I'm assuming it's something it, like that. Is there a barbecue at the end? <laughs> no, there should be. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I, I would. Well, it's like with the Charleston Marathon, it's the, the big strip and grits festival afterward. Oh, man. So it's it's a good incentive to. to I'll, so, so with the Charleston. So after the Charleston Marathon, uh, you know, when I crossed. I so I was the very first person to cross the finish line i was wearing a bunch of um i was wearing like uh, uh compression sleeves uh mm-hmm. on my arms and on my feet so when, when my volunteers uh and the people walking with me when they took off the compression socks i guess like all the blood just started rushing up back up to my body or something I, i'm not sure what happened but i don't know i was in like some kind of sh- like shock uh I, so I, I i was taken to the, to the medic tent and was just shivering my face off man for like two and a half hours IV drip and all that. Yeah, so, I mean, you put your body through something that physical for that expended period. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's pretty common for. You think about those ultra runners and somebody who's doing yeah. something physically active for that period of time. Yeah. You know, because it's not. I can imagine, you know, not not intimately knowing kind of the situation that probably what is happening at a stress level to your body is probably equivalent to what somebody's doing when they're doing kind of an ultra race or, oh, or yeah. something like that. So yeah. yeah, you go back and you, you finish with that. I mean, adrenaline has taken you probably oh, yeah, most man. of the way there and your body's like, cool, I'm done. All right, you're going to yeah. pass out right now. Well, it, it was, it, I mean, it was crazy. So I, I didn't sleep at all. Um, I knew that, you know, I, I just, I, I, uh, I knew that if I didn't sleep at all, I, I could definitely break, break the guy's record. Um, so right around mile 24, it was like, you know, Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started having like micro blackouts, man. Um, I would like blackout while I was walking for like one to two seconds. It was the weirdest feeling ever. Did you train any of that? Like, um, did you train walking one and then did you kind of train yourself to get by without sleep? Like, Oh, you- well, I mean, so in in, uh, in terms of physically, yeah, I mean, I was, I was walking a whole bunch. Um, uh, I have this, this uh, hand cycle um, and the hand cycle is great. Um, I, I have this hand cycle that hooks on on the front of my wheelchair, uh, turns my wheelchair into this hand bike. Uh, so I was doing like very long, you know, between twenty and twenty five mile rides on that. So so in terms of like physicality, I, I felt great. Mm-hmm. Uh, now in terms of sleep, I mean, there's not much you can do to. Yeah, kid. I mean, I, I was walking at night, but I mean, yeah, you know, I wasn't really. I mean, it's almost. Impo- I mean, you know, I, I and my my walking partner is is is, is yeah. I think that's the only way you can dad. train. I'm just curious. I don't think you can train that, but maybe yeah. you can. I don't know. Let's be on yeah. my scope. I mean, um, it's just you just kind of. I don't know. I mean, it's it's it's. I'm sure there's a way to do that. You know. Yeah. Hopefully you um, slept the night before. That's where I would probably yeah. just panic, man. Be like, you've got to sleep tonight because I'm not gonna sleep tomorrow. I'm just like, go to sleep, go to sleep. I feel like that pressure yeah. would be a lot. Yeah. Well, with 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 the Los Angeles Marathon, uh, I started uh, at midnight. On Friday, the race yeah. was Sunday, and I was already sleep deprived. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, 
Yeah, I was, I was jet lagged too, and yeah, it was. Just, I was, I, 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 I felt sleep deprived like the second that, that I started the race. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Charleston Marathon, you know, is you know, obviously in my hometown, I could roll out, roll out of bed and do it. Uh, I just it felt uh, a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Hometown, yeah. hometown hero. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know that, yeah. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> cool, man. No, it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, it's it's awesome. So, um, kind of from a training aspect, you were just kind of getting cardiovascularly fit through yeah. the arm bike, and then just kind of practicing some of the the nighttime, yeah, walking just to kind of get used to what that's like. Yeah, I mean, in, uh, in terms of physical, of getting ready physically, um, you know, it's all about eating right. I, I want to be a little bit lighter uh, than than what I was in, mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Um, and then it's, it's really just just doing a bunch of walking and, and bike riding and yeah. anything that kind of beats up my my core yeah uh, for like an an extended period of time um, and tell us a little bit yeah. more about the I got let like the foundation and all that yeah, kind of stuff yeah yeah, yeah so uh, I got legs uh, we're a, a nonprofit based out of here in Charleston Charleston South Carolina uh, we are dedicated to re-enabling people with physical challenges or I'm sorry uh, uh, athletes with physical challenges. So what we do is we provide opportunities, programs, and grants that help others like myself who are physically challenged, uh, uh, other athletes, gain access to this kind of technology. Uh, so our, our core program um, is our I Got Legs Racing Circuit program, uh, where we uh, our goal is to turn exoskeleton walking into an official sport. Um, so we're we're in the very beginning stages of. Of doing that right now, you know, we have a we're, we're partnered with like three or four races now within Charleston. Uh, we're starting to identify a few other exoskeleton athletes. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an exciting time. How much does an exoskeleton cost? I can only I can only imagine what the long term or like how much that actually would be for just one of those units. I'm sure it's yeah. significantly decreased, probably. No, it's, no, it's actually gone up quite. Oh great! It's almost doubled. Uh, <laughs> right. So so when I was. Um, or I'll let... No, you're good. Keep going. Yeah, oh, you're okay. good. Yeah, we'll, we'll um, run through it. Matt's coming to hang out with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I was fundraising for my own exoskeleton four and a half years ago, mm-hmm. um, it was like I want to say it was about eighty-two thousand dollars. Okay. Uh, now it's like one hundred thirty. Okay. Oh, actually, it might be almost one hundred thirty-five thousand now. Just because the technology is obviously better, right? The brain and the no. Uh, well, uh, it's because it's probably a few different reasons. Uh, one, they there's just not enough people using them right now on a, on a consistent basis. Got it. Um, a lot of people. So there's about five hundred people that own the one that that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I and mean, this is something you have to pay out of pocket for, right? Like insurance yeah. does not cover these things. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, on a rare case by case basis, uh, insurance will. Uh, mine wasn't. Okay. Uh, the the VA has a, has a universal policy to cover paralyzed veterans, exoskeletons. Um, That's cool. But it's it's a it's yeah. But I mean you know not you know not 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 every veteran qualifies you know, meets the physical standards. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, yeah. So uh, there's about 500 throughout the world. Um, you know, with people that, that, that have their own. And I'm not sure how many people just use it at the rehab center versus own it. Um, but um, so, you own yours. Yeah, 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 I actually own mine. So so part of, you know, our goal with I Got Legs and getting more people using them, um, one is, yeah, it's just to get people using the exoskeleton more uh, and to get people using it in a more athletic way. Um, and then... 
through that process, leveraging you know all the people that, that we've helped out and all the races, you know, building the brand a certain way mm-hmm. to pushing, driving forward all this technology uh, in, a, in a very big way. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what so, happens, right? When something becomes more public consumption, to kind of think yeah. about like flat screen TVs, right? Yeah, it's be yeah. like forty, you know, four thousand dollars to get like a TV, yeah. and now you can get one for like two hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, you know, from Walmart. So yeah, uh, it's super cool. I mean, I love the idea. It's a big part of what we talk about in the podcast. So a lot of people is just like driving. We'll call it independence, like driving, like mental health, physical health, just like being overall happy through competition through physical yeah. activity right and just like it's yeah. a big part of what that well, foundation is is giving people access to that oh yeah right well i think you know part you know part of the problem with these exoskeletons right now is that you know you, you almost need more than just so I, i'm actually in, in a in a way i'm actually more disabled when i'm in the exoskeleton because i can't feel my legs right so right. When i'm out of my wheelchair and in an exoskeleton i can't feel my legs right yep. so i kind of always for insurance purposes they want somebody with me at all times sure like, so I'm actually more independent when I'm in my wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, so I, it's it's not, you know, just giving somebody the ability to walk. Yeah, I, I can see why if you're able-bodied, you go, oh, like, wouldn't everybody want that feeling? Well, sure. they they would, but, you know, many people just want to use it at the rehab center. You know, they don't really want to buy it. Mm-hmm. They're like, all right, if, if I want to walk, I'll just go to the rehab center um, and use it a few times. So what, what what you know what I've noticed happen is uh, some of the people are yeah uh, you know people who actually own their own um, uh, many of them don't use it that much. Uh, I've had three or four people reach out to me wanting to sell their exoskeleton through me, um, you know to you know like the black market of exoskeletons. Interesting, yeah. Um, and I ask them like what what's going on? They're like, well, you know, I just I just never use it. Um, plus, they like need need extra money too. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> so I'm like, oh man, well, you know, this, 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 you know, uh, which is very interesting. You know, yeah. their, their insurance paid for it, so now they want to, you know, get extra money. So it's it's interesting that they want to do that. But um, right. I mean, I, you know, whatever. But um, so yeah. So part of our our thing, with, you know, our goal with with our program, uh, this ex, ex, exoskeleton walking, um, it's, it's just to get more people using it on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've walked almost 1 million steps total between road races and just training steps. I'm at like a 90, like 900,000, 800 some steps. Awesome. But like most people like aren't, like I'm by far, the I have like by far the most amount of steps though. Yeah. Um, so our goal is to get more people using, taking steps within road races. Um, I found that when I, when I have like a race to train for, um, I use my exoskeleton on a much more consistent basis. Sure, it makes sense. Um, you know, like it weighs about fifty pounds or fifty-five, sixty pounds. Uh, it's kind of a, a somewhat of a bigger production, right? To to use this exoskeleton. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've just noticed that when I use it within a race or, or in training for a race, uh, I end up using it much more on a on a daily basis. Um, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of like everybody else training for like a marathon, right? It's yeah. like, all right, I gotta get yeah. up, I gotta like yeah, start, yeah. you know, accumulating stress, start getting stronger, and to do that, yeah. you gotta use it more. And so yeah, yeah, like totally. You said, like you kind of, um, you know, how you look kind of now. I'm sure, like again, the cardiovascular benefits yeah. you've kind of gotten from this training and having yeah. this thing is probably through the roof. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah, it's like you said, like you know, if, if you're somebody who wants to start running again, you know, I, I meet people all the time. Like, hey, I want to get more active. I'm like, all right, we'll just just have a you know, find a race mm-hmm. and train for the race. Yeah. You will, 
for, for whatever reason, you'll you'll have like this end goal. To, like you'll you'll do it more. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, fortunately, people. I don't know. If this is like just normal, but like we're just inherently kind of lazy. So yeah, like, yeah. If you have this reason, right? This clock. Yeah. You know what I mean? Think about all of us. Like we did term papers in school, right? Yeah. Like we waited to the last minute because we had that yeah. kind of deadline with a race. You have a deadline. You have mm-hmm. a reason. This kind of like big, yeah. I call it big, hairy, audacious goals. Like, all right, I'm running this marathon. Like, I better yeah. start training. And so all of a sudden, yeah. and then hopefully it becomes a habit. And all of a sudden now, I'm this active person who just lives yeah. this new lifestyle. So absolutely, it's, just, it's cool to see, man. Like that's yeah. uh, uh, super important. I think, yeah. uh, you know, making steps in the right direction i don't know some of the statistics my wife works for special olympics so it's more for oh, cool. intellectually disabled but like yeah, yeah. you know having sports and having things like as a general to create health and awareness oh yeah in, in these kinds of populations where it's difficult sometimes to Absolutely. have access to those resources so it's just it's all these like little parts of it right just so oh, many yeah. ways to kind of attack this and Absolutely. i just think what you're doing is a is a yeah. super cool way to do it thanks not man. only from awareness aspect but it's yeah. really like driving yeah. driving it forward from a very practical Absolutely. standpoint. Yeah. Or, you know, our, our uh, so, so, so right now, you know, I was saying that I described this exoskeleton like the lower half of a Terminator suit. Uh, uh, you know, our, our goal with the with driving forward the technology, though, is, is to make it more Avatar-like. Um, so there's a, a few, few different things that, w- that, I, that I have that could, could essentially do that. But mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, so, but, you know, the, the, you know, the very first step of doing that is to get more people using this current one. Um, especially within road races. Yeah, from a raising awareness standpoint, it's, it's the best place to, 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 to really use it. Um, but it's just, you know, where, you know, I, I, I've, uh, I've met a lot of people that, that, you, that have these exoskeletons, or, you know, just, just through social media. Yeah. And, and they'll use it, but it's just, you know, they don't really use it. You know, they might take like 50 steps with it. And you know they'll 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 stand up in yeah. it and stuff, but well, he said they don't necessarily have a reason to like that yeah. perspective of like, hey, it doesn't necessarily make more make me more independent. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm up, and you know that yeah. might that novelty might wear off, but like, yeah. hey, I've got a race to go to, and like, oh man, maybe yeah. it's something that you know there's spectators there, whatever. Yeah. Like, you kind of need that. I still think like really everybody's do, driven by those kind of initially yeah. those some of those external. Right, oh, totally, man. Totally drivers. Now, with your your practice here, do you have anybody that's uh, spinal cord injury or anything? Or? No, we don't. Yeah. Um, we have some neurological stuff, but not yeah. directly from. Um, you I know, got we you. have Nick, right? Yeah, who's, yeah. Who's, um, Sh- Sh- shout out to Nick Collins. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have him on the podcast. I'm yeah, man. Want to do it? Yeah. yeah, maybe one day we'll see. He's the man. Yeah, we have to come train with us one day when next year. Oh, oh, dude, I'd, I'd absolutely love that. Yeah, man. we'll make that happen for sure. Yeah. So, if people want to learn more, to kind of wrap it up, wrap it up, people want to learn more about the foundation, or they want to donate, or they kind yeah. of want to learn more about you. Yeah. Where, where, where uh, they go? Uh, I got So okay. that's the website. Uh, then I got legs, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and we'll link to all yeah. this stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. Go watch those videos. They're super cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, you know, do, do not, you know, I got some, uh, a few other marathons planned, um, over the next year, year and a half or so. And, uh, my, my goal is to eventually do a half Ironman, uh, potentially a full Ironman where the running part would be me using my, my exoskeleton. So we'll see. That's a lofty goal. That would take you days, correct? I really, yeah, it really well. It's, what, so with the with the full Ironman, it's one point two mile swim or something. Yep. One hundred twenty bike ride. Yep. And, and, a, and a whole marathon, yeah. yeah. So, so that that yeah, I mean, it probably take me at least sleep between yeah. I, I'd have to sleep between that, right? I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Now, Has anybody ever done that? Do you have anything like to go off of? 
Uh, I, I think there's, I mean, there, uh, so if I wasn't using my exoskeleton, I, I'd have to, uh, I'd probably use one of those, um, um, oh, like uh, a pu push ski rim. chair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a push yeah. rim wheelchair or like speed chair. Um, so I, I think there's, there's a few people that, 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 have, that have done that. But not with the exoskeleton. No, yeah. Not, yeah. not with the exoskeleton. It's a cool thing, man. To be the first to do something. I think that's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll, yeah, man. It'd be fun. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> oh man, thanks for coming on. This is a, a true honor. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Hey, any anytime. Thanks. I'm gonna come back with uh, Nick. Okay. Fun. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on the Healthy Charleston podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, we would love for you to head over to Instagram, search Healthy Charleston, one word, like follow comment on today's episode if you have any questions comments if you have possible guests that you want us to bring on if you have any topics you want us to discuss reach out there send us a direct message we would love some feedback also if you get any extra time head over to itunes give us a rating again put comments there we love your feedback have phenomenal